Hey folks, it's been a while, but I'm back with the next instalment of the Gentrification Times Rogues collaboration. On a lovely sunny Monday, back when the weather in England was still nice, Zach and I met up with Ben Marks, the head chef of Barilla. This restaurant in Stoke Newington constructs dishes that may appear completely novel at first, but are actually rooted in classical culinary techniques. We met at the Arm and Navy pub in Stoke Newington, and I had so many questions, ranging from querying his culinary background. I always feel with cooking when you repeat things and you do them over and over and over again. Like you know, if you you cook a piece of fish, for example. When you've cooked it 70 times and you've fucked it up 30 of them and you've nailed it 10 of them, like you really start to understand yeah. what happens when you do this to this ingredient. To what combination of things Ben thinks makes the best plate of food? Is it some sort of secret? I want to know how you do that. <laughs> to how difficult it is to set up a successful business at the ripe age of 24. Yeah, I think when you're like you're that age, nothing's that intimidating, isn't it, really? Yeah. No, no, it's much more intimidating now. But... Um, at that age, you're like, yeah, fuck it. Like when you're a kid, you just don't feel bad falling over, hurting yourself. Yeah. Same as that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ben appeared pretty humble, even suggesting that his brother is the best chef in the family. I came home once, he's like hand pulling noodles in the in the two metre long kitchen. It's a joke. And that talent doesn't grow overnight in this industry, and it takes dedication and training. I think called the Specialised Chef course. So it's a three-year course. You do three months of college, a year at work, three months of college, a year at work, and then three more months at college. And I did that with Claridge's Hotel. So without further ado, I'm Stella, and I'm going to take you out for dinner. Yeah, so <laughs> what I know about Prilla is yeah. that it's small, European-style small plates, but then you also do a tasting menu... Yeah, it's not quite a tasting menu. It's like, um, I, I'd consider it probably more of a set menu. Okay. So it's, uh, it is three savoury courses, bread and a dessert. So it's not like a real tasting menu, do you know what I mean? And then the a la carte menu is, is it's a real short menu, structured of about, I reckon about seven to eight savoury dishes and two desserts. And they are small plates, like sharing small plates, like, like every other restaurant is these days. This is not that you're in saying that, share, like, I never know what to say, man. I, don't, I just don't really care. It is what it is, isn't it? I think it's care. the way that everyone wants to eat, do you know what I mean? No, you're and right. And so, like, if that's why everyone wants to eat, it's the way I quite like eating as well. Yeah. I think, like, a formal structured sort of uh, free course or, you know, is, like, isn't as exciting. No, it's not. It's a good way of... I mean, horses for courses, those are, isn't it? It's like, you know, depends which restaurant you're at. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think... It feels like an interview to you. <laughs> 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 yeah, it comes yeah. Yeah. to me, babe. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get the questions wrong. <laughs> no, but I get think... the answers wrong. I think for chefs especially... Yeah. It's a lot... It's just a lot more... It's, you've got a lot more freedom, haven't you? You're not... Yeah. Also, with, it, with when you when you've got uh, like a start and a main course structured like that, I feel like on a you've got to achieve a lot of things on on one mm. plate. When you've got small plates, they can all do different things. I don't know how to explain. And that. also, I find having you're not you don't have to put you can put less on the plate. Really, you can sort of pick an ingredient and just exactly showcase it. It doesn't really. have to have you know I don't know yeah substance Meat texture and two veg. yeah. 
acidity. It can it can just focus on on one aspect, which is quite refreshing, I guess. Yeah. When people review your restaurant, what's kind of the main few things that they really love about it? Uh, I think the decor. Um, so it's a nice place to sit. I can say that because it was predominantly Matt, my business partner, who did it. So I think he did a really good job on oh, it. And it's a nice place beautiful. to sit. And we got very lucky with the building. So there's lots of original features in there, like uh, you know, that old brick walls, a beautiful wooden ceiling that we stripped back and found a terrazzo floor that was underneath. Something like what was it before? It was a, like a kids' cafe. A kids' cafe. So I think like uh, a cafe that you could take your kids to. They could play and you could drink wine, basically. That sounds. But like it was it was all like. Good concept. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, they, but it was like all covered in crazy stuff. Everything was, uh, everything was like it was like matted on the floor. All the windows had like weird paintings on them and stuff. So it's quite the turnaround from a kids' cafe to a bougie small place restaurant. Like when it was built. It's well, so my parents, my my mum lived around the corner. She was brought up around the corner. Oh right. And it was an old jazz cafe, old. Uh, it was an old uh, toy shop. It's been loads of different things. I think for quite a while. So it wasn't purpose built for something, then you, you reckon? Idea. It's just such a. It's find out that sort have of you, thing. Have you seen it? About it? It's on the corner on the green. It's fucking such a banging site. It's like a funny shaped room isn't it yeah it is well, it's yeah. not square yeah it's like like a triangle yeah but rounded mm. right. how many covers is it so we sit about 45 at one time and we try and turn that the restaurant at once on a busy night so we can do sort of maximum I think the most we've ever done out of there is about 95 which isn't very achievable I'm honest with you yeah a bit, bit of a nightmare um, well, your kitchen's small, isn't it? Yeah, it's not big. Mm. I've not been in it, but it's not a very pleasant kitchen see. to work in. Sometimes, to be honest with you, it's does it uh, get really hot? <laughs> it does get hot. Um, it's like it's just uh, there's just not much space. No walk-in fridge. It's all standing fridges. Okay. It's a small little cook line. To be honest with you, now I quite like it because everything's in in arm's length, reaching distance, mm. which can be quite productive sometimes, but. It only fits, you can only really have three chefs in that kitchen at one time, any more and it becomes, it becomes difficult. Um, Is that free with you? Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. I didn't realise there was any free with you. Free. Yeah, that's free. intense. You must get to know the other chefs quite well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Too well. <laughs> yeah. Well, like any other kitchen, isn't it, really? But yeah, f so free chefs, which means that all the dishes have to be quick pickups, so when they're when it's all mise en place focused food so like when something gets called away the idea is that you don't need to know about an order until it gets called away so like not like you get a sirloin steak on cook medium rare they have their starts first and you start cooking that piece of meat nothing like that it's got to be like away this and you can go with it in three minutes from the pickup maximum otherwise it just becomes a complete shit show basically it's like yeah. we've tried to do certain <coughs> things that you need to start before it's away and it's just a nightmare for us. Yeah, we learn. When we open, we... St I mean, obviously, yeah. Mise en place was... Obviously key... Your kitchen's 
not much better, is it? Jim? Well, it, I think it's. I don't. I haven't actually been in yours. It's not a bad size, ours, but like you, we ain't got a walk-in fridge, so a lot there's a lot of space taken up by fridges. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we cook yeah. everything on a. I've got one plancher and one little Comro grill. Really? Yeah, and one guy just does all the anything hot comes from him. Yeah, yeah. And we started off with just Jake and I, my lad, and uh, and a porter, but now we're up to we're five now. Yeah, five I've in the kitchen, one one including a porter, so four cooks, one cooking, two starters, and bites, one on the pass. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, we learnt the hard way, man. Everything now is pretty much obviously we cook everything to order. <laughs> but the day is where you the day is where it's make you know it's make or break in the morning really yeah 100%. you can't go in with I quite like that yeah. yeah yeah I do yeah so where have you worked before uh, so I worked I left school after GCSEs and I are you from London from London originally yeah we moved out of London when I was about 11 to St Albans in Hertfordshire but um, I was brought up in Stoke Newton where Perilla is and I left school after GCSEs and I went to work in a restaurant called Upraschelan in Sweden. What? Yeah. Say that again? Upraschelan. <laughs> what yeah. does that mean? Opera House. Oh, right. Uh, in Stockholm. And I did that for a year and then came back and did a formal apprenticeship. So, like, uh, with the Academy of Culinary Arts, they do, like, a, a thing called the Specialised Chef course. So, it's a three-year course. You do three months of college, a year at work, three months of college, a year at work, and then three more months at college. And I did that with Claridge's Hotel, so in the hotel kitchen. And then... What college was it? Bournemouth College. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. I think a friend of mine, Smith, did that same thing. Really? Mm. It was good. Yeah, he, it was really good. He got put in the Goring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think someone got put in the Goring in my year as well. And then uh, Noma came to do a pop-up at Claridge's during the Olympics, during London Olympics. 2012 and I got a job because they came over so I got really lucky and then went to went to Copenhagen worked there for a year and a bit or a year and then came back and worked at the square which was Phil Howard's restaurant and worked there for a year and a bit as well all short stints everywhere in and out and uh, and then we opened Prilla. Which would you say was the most influential place you've worked? Ah, oh, it's difficult. They all have something. They all, yeah, they've all delivered something. Uh, I'd say probably Claridge's was the most influential, just purely for the amount of time and the, the point in my career that it was obviously like very green, and uh, it was like a real formal uh, education. So you know, you did a certain amount of time on each sections, really learnt the basics of cooking, which I think is so so vitally important. It's uh, very difficult to to jump over that that process, skip it. Um, but then obviously Noma was like Noma is just a different beast altogether. It's like you know, an incredible, incredible place that that looks at everything extremely differently to anyone else, especially at that time. Lots yeah. of people have have imitated it in lots of ways now, but never to the level of what they were doing. And then the square was. In terms of the food, probably the food I love the most, like it was heavily seasonal, again quite uh, traditional in its in its fundamentals and its makeup and the way that they cooked, but Claridge's would have been, because you're doing so much of everything and there's such a diverse 
diverse like portfolio like you know, there's canopy parties there's massive functions and there's a restaurant and there's bar food and there's everything goes from there's afternoon tea there's mm. breakfast there's like the, the, you know they cover all all mm. bases and they do extremely well and to see every aspect and to and I always feel with cooking when you repeat things when you do them over and over and over again like you know if you you cook a piece of fish for example when you've cooked it 70 times and you fucked it up 30 of them and you've nailed it 10 of them like you really start to understand yeah. what happens when you do this to this ingredient it's just repetition and if you're switched on and focused into it then then you then you start to really understand it and that was what Claridge's was yeah I think it's not about overlooked but it's certainly I think we must have started cooking around the same time within I don't know three or four years but so back then it really was quite regimented I think huh? if you worked yeah, yeah, in yeah. a good kitchen it worked like you you couldn't just come in and if you showed a bit of talent they'd be like right yeah don't worry about doing the the, the, the salads and picking the herbs just jump straight on there you know it was very much like no you've got to do your time yeah. there then you've got you know it was quite progressive I think now it's a lot less sort of rigid and formal less sort of like the army but I think at the same time like, like Ben said you can't under, understate how important it is to really learn the fundamentals the fundamentals basic. properly because you can't really build on you can't build on it otherwise or even just with your own kind of feeling as a chef, you don't want to think, "Oh, I'm so good at all these things, but the fundamentals, the basics, I'm, yeah. I'm I guess struggling that's what I'm with." Trying to say. I think, no, then, then, but there's definitely aspects of, of for me that I that I know that I've skipped over, like certain aspects of pastry and yeah. and like I find it intimidating now, and I'm like, you know, the idea of trying to tackle it now is a bit like. It's like learning how to drive when you're 30, oh, 30, yeah. 32 or 31. It's a bit like, I should have well, done that when I was fucking 16, yeah. not now, do you know what I mean? Well, I know what you're saying. I mean, especially like when you've got young lads coming in the kitchen, I think they expect, especially like for Ben and I, who have, you know, got our own places, I think people expect you to fucking know everything. I'm like, I don't. That's YouTube, man. That's all you have <laughs> been more than once. Uh, <laughs> gone to the toilet and, and searched yeah but I'll be right back yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you just got to be humble innit? and just be you know as long as you're willing to hold your hands up and be like I don't know but so I always just sort of say I'm not sure go away you have a look let's try it let's work it out together yeah, yeah I think that's generally it's the best way forward really just be open and honest but yeah you can't you can't like, you can't you, blag it it's, you gotta, it's like you gotta, a trade like, yeah. yeah it's like a trade at the end of the day isn't it it's like you know like it's like being a plumber or a builder or an electrician. Like, you need the fu- you need the fundamentals. Like, you wouldn't let you know a talented plumber who doesn't know about about Water. all of yeah yeah <laughs> or doesn't or hasn't gone to college to plumb your fucking house. Yeah. You? Like, and I think it's very similar with cooking. Cooking's you know quite creative, but at the end of the day, like you need you need you need those that that knowledge and that and that uh, training to be able to be creative having said that though, there are some chefs that are that you like that haven't had it and are incredible and they open incredible restaurants and do incredible things so like maybe but I feel like it's the same with maybe in the past they've worked at certain institutions that have taught them those basics I think that's quite common yeah maybe yeah yeah who knows I just know that it worked well for me like I yeah you know, and I know it worked well for you as well like you can see it in your food definitely like I wouldn't have. Ch- I wouldn't change that. But I, I think it's one of. Oh, sorry. 
and I was going to say I find it interesting that you've worked somewhere that's you've worked at two places the square and Claridge's that are quite strict with what you say the processes are and the yeah. and the hierarchy and everything and the food but now you're working in a kitchen which is incredibly creative and you make things you change but very much the based on the, on the, mm. on the, the fundamentals of of classical cooking that's there's very few things that we do there that are that I'd say are modern maybe modern way of looking at things and a modern way of eating but not a modern way of cooking because mm, maybe because from what I've seen of photos and people telling me about things they say oh it just it's just so exciting and innovative and maybe it is but maybe the way that it looks looks innovative yeah the actual yeah, fundamental yeah. making the food I wouldn't say it is cra- crazily in- in- innovative personally I'd say it is, it's based on on classical flavour combinations on traditional cooking um, I'd agree with you probably it's put on a plate in a, in a, in a modern way but that certainly doesn't make it modern does it you know it's, it's core is, yeah. is classic no doubt I about. think it's just it's a very fine line between being modern with no foundational basis and being modern based on uh, what Ben's talking about I don't know about you but as a chef it's not it's nothing more cringe than going to a restaurant that are putting like I don't know like, I don't know fucking go on, go on, liquid <laughs> nitrogen and you know that sort of crazy modern stuff but then yeah. it doesn't even you know but but well, like, you've got to be good at it to do it. Well, yeah, you've got and to know what you're doing. there are people that are, but there are, yeah. Well, you can have all that fancy stuff, but the actual food has well, to be fucking I mean. tasty. Got, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's losing sight of what's, what it's all about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's a very fine line. But, yeah, when you see... Which ones are those, sir? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but I find when I look at a lot of restaurants, especially on the continent, like, sometimes I've been yeah. to France and I've been, like, shocked sometimes yeah. like... They're renowned what, for shit food. Yeah, what are you doing though? Like, just, you you got such a great reputation, and your 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 classic cooking is brilliant. But some of the modern French restaurants, and like, it's like the Spanish restaurants. Spain, lots of it in Spain, isn't there? Yeah. So like, when El Bulli came out, and it basically changed the way everyone kind of looked at food, a bit like Noma. You know, they obviously knew what they were doing. They were phenomenal, but so many people copied them who didn't know how to do it, and they just mm. didn't execute it at all. In it. Where is one of the places that? you've been in the world that you think has the best food other than Noma I'm not talking about maybe a restaurant you've worked in but where have you travelled and you've thought this place is like in terms of specific restaurant Mm. or in terms of area well like I I guess I went to Vietnam for quite a while when I was younger and that's obviously that's just unique and different isn't it different from anything that that I've eaten before and that's exciting and interesting uh, I wouldn't say there's a specific. I mean, it's like horses for courses, isn't it? I was in Greece uh, a month ago or a couple of months ago, and just that way of eating and where you're sat and how suitable that food is for that, like fish and salads, you know, like life doesn't get any better than that. It's. I'd, I'd find it hard to p- pick a specific place. London's pretty pretty good. Like, yeah, I think London. A lot, of, a lot of stuff going on here. Maybe it's one of my favourite places for food. Yeah. I think probably there's just so many options it's diverse definitely like and I also think just in terms of the way that people market it and the advertising for it and the talking about it in the community it feels a lot more that you can ask people oh where should I go where's the best place whereas 
maybe it's because I'm an outsider, but when I go up to other places, it doesn't mm. seem like there's as big a food community, mm. friendly environment, social media aspect. Mm. There is definitely a strong community in London of restaurants and 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 uh, and chefs and front of house and yeah. And I feel like people help each other a lot these days, which is really nice. I, yeah, you know, I like, think that's a really good thing. Yeah, but I don't think it's always been like that. No, well, I feel like yeah. when I, I, I mean, when when I was younger, I wouldn't have known. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like it was a little bit more. I think yeah. people people enjoy other Less people's supportive. success. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. More than no, you're right. Well, I guess even more than when we first opened Prilla, I think there is like uh, now the, my core friends are are all chefs really just because of lifestyle and, mm. and hours and, and that sort of thing you know, like when you're able to socialise and I can like you know people around me I think are really really have been really good to me um, and really helpful and yeah so it's definitely a strong community mm. because when I was looking at because I've obviously just finished uni I've been looking at the industry a lot and I just think that it's so friendly and kind that's in, I mean that's incredible that you say that yeah, I don't is. think that that's that certainly hasn't always been the case and I sh- there's definitely still restaurants out there that aren't that oh yeah definitely and I you know I think that that's it's, it's a difficult thing to build that mm, and to find but I think find, that yeah. young people lovely that you that lovely that you've had that as an experience of it's your second restaurant that you work yeah but that's incredible it is isn't it I mean like I think if you know that was my restaurant, I heard someone say that. I think I'd be really, really happy about that, especially in the first two weeks of opening, because normally that's the shittest time to work anywhere, isn't it? Like, so that's an incredible that they've got that. That's culture, and that takes a long time to build. And I know that. I reckon now we have that at Perilla. Definitely didn't have that at the start. For lots of different reasons. Do you think that's? I bet that's probably because it. It's very stressful opening a restaurant, especially because mine's mine's in a small branch kind of similar to uh, the Super 8 group yeah yeah kind of a thing like that it's called okay. the Woodhead group Clipstone Portland mm. those kind of restaurants so I feel like once you've opened a restaurant with yeah, a company yeah. and it's been alright yeah. you think oh it's going to be okay yeah yeah but is your restaurant completely standalone uh, well yeah it is with me and Matt there's investors in it and partners in it uh, who have different uh, restaurants and, ent- and do different things but it is a yeah it's an independent restaurant very much so and I bet, well, the stakes are a lot higher with that. No, I don't, well, yeah, maybe. I think uh, I think it's about confidence. A lot of it's about confidence. It's about feeling stable. And we opened our restaurant when we were very young. And I think probably too young. You make lots of mistakes when you're maybe a little bit self-conscious or not confident in everything that you're doing, um, you know, working it out. And sometimes that manifests in, in I like... It manifests in in not understanding the importance of 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 having a, a real positive, happy working environment. Um, that's growing up, essentially, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And that was we that was bad after it. I think at the start. Now I think it's a very healthy, happy place to be. I think. Mm. I mean, I'm not the person to ask that though. Really, do you know what I mean? I feel happy. <laughs> I enjoy it. Like <laughs> you know, and I and I like I enjoy it being. I enjoy being in a happy environment now, and it, that is that's right up there with the most important things. Yeah. In terms of, is is as important as the food or important as the service is like it, you know it's vital. Yeah, and especially in hospitality where 
I feel like people jump around jobs a lot, but yeah. if you really want to keep good people, yeah. you need to keep them happy. Because How, otherwise they'll leave. Out of interest for you, do you what? What's made? What, why is it a happy environment? Because of because you will sit down for stuff food. Because there's not no, you're able to to grow and and to learn and make mistakes. Yeah, definitely the learning. Because yeah. obviously it was a completely new restaurant, so in the first week we all had a training nice. and I learned so much about wine that I've never yeah, learned yeah. before and we tried all the food and it just felt like, like growth. they it wanted like... you to understand things you know they yeah. started by saying you know does everyone know about how wine's made let's talk about it let me explain it um, even when I went for the job they did this kind of open evening where you got canapes and you could have a drink of wine. Nice. It just felt kind of fancy. Basically, it got you pissed. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is here. me. It's a bit of me, this is. <laughs> yeah, and I love the location. It's great, and the people are just the people are just really friendly. Even the chefs, the the head chef is. Um, Careful what you're saying. Now. I know yeah. the head chef's a, a bit older, and it's quite nice because there's a balance because the sous chef's quite young. He's 27. Yeah. I think that's quite nice. Because, I don't know. Like a father. Yeah, like a father. To his younger son. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a lovely environment. And I really like people like en- Emily, the pastry chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's funny. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really like where I work. Nice. But, I don't know. I feel like I've had... None of my family have really worked in hospitality. So I feel like I'm coming in with completely fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah. Even did mine. Did yours? What? Any of your family work in hospitality? No. What What did your parents or like? What did your family any siblings do? Uh, my brother's like a my brother's a builder. Sort of like he, my brother's good at everything basically. He can do. He's like a carpenter. He, he he did all the graphics for Perilla. He's like he's a sort of jack of all trades, master of everything. <laughs> my sister uh, works worked in fashion. Now she just had a little baby boy, so she's now that's her that's her prominent job. focus. But she was she did very well in fashion, um, so I guess all quite creative jobs. Mm. That that's a similarity between the three of us. Um, yeah, but no no uh, like none of them. Are, well, my brother's a good cook. But my parents both were terrible cooks. Um, <laughs> And no hospitality background in any way, shape, or form. Anything, yeah. So, what drew you into it? If you had no kind of, uh, I think TV drew me into it. That was like the time of like the Naked Chef and like I used to love watching all those those cooking programs, even Ready Steady Cook and all, like Juntanaka mm. on TV and um, yeah. He's a lovely bloke. He's he's like I met him not, he came in not so long ago. He's really? so nice. He's yeah. He's one of the nicest people around. Mm. I feel like there'll be a revival of that kind of people wanting to become chefs from film with things like The Bear coming out. Yeah. Definitely. Which I think is quite good. I feel like it's quite... God, I don't know if you've watched it. I've watched that too. I hate that shit. I no. can't stand it. Like, I've not watched it, but it feels like the whole fucking world's talking about it. Everyone yeah. I speak to. It cast guests. I'm like, yeah. You've seen The Bear? No. Why didn't you like I'm it? Here. <laughs> I just I can't stand the cooking programs now on my day off. But it's not reality. If is it's it? about food, then I'm into it. Yeah, yeah it's not a reality like, program, it's not, right? It's, um, yeah, 
I don't know. Maybe I'll get into it. Everyone keeps telling me I need to keep watching it, so maybe maybe I'll give it another go. Do you like it? Is it good? Yeah, uh, I watched <laughs> yeah. it. I watched it with my, my boyfriend, and he's a chef, and he yeah. was so stressed the whole time. He thought he's he's like he's like, oh my god, it feels like I'm at work. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you watch any cooking programs or like uh, Kitchen Nightmares and that? So I find it like I find it stressful. I do find it stressful. Mm, I guess. Yeah. I find that cringe. <laughs> I try. I started just before. I mean, Ready Steady Cook's been around fucking forever. Yeah. But it they was good, all. Ready, but when Ainsley Harriet was on it, it yeah. Was good. Oh, he's yeah. fucking. A, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is. He's, 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 <laughs> a, he's a nutter, isn't he? He is mad. Yeah. I feel like that can be quite good in a chef, though. Being a bit crazy. Yeah. Being a bit out of the box. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Going back to that, see, I bet you he created good culture in the restaurant. I'd happily. He's never had a him. restaurant, has he? I'm not sure, I don't know, maybe. But I feel like it's not just the... He seems like a happy guy. I know you both the head chefs, but I feel like it's not just the head chefs that make a massive difference, it's literally everyone in the team. Because yeah. if you have someone that's... No, definitely people can bring good vibes, can't they? Yeah. And, and, but I think culture does come from the top, though, I think. Like from, you know, like you've got to install it in terms of like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And the boundaries and that the people... the boundaries, yeah. yeah. And if you, know, if you take your foot off... In certain situations, and I think people, you know, like ev- that can be in a happy, good, positive vibe, or it could also be in in standards. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you allow certain things to go off the past, that becomes a new standard. Yeah. I believe that. Like, oh, it's a constant. Um, well, it's constant. You've got to be just every day, isn't it? Yeah. On it. Because even if you just, you know, you have a certain level, and then one day you just think. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm that's not that, it. I'm not that good at that shit. No, I'm it's like, once you do it once, consistent. it's like all the five thousand times you've done it right. The one time you, you, that you let that something becomes, go, that, that becomes a, yeah, the, the that's standard. It. You, you, know? you can't. Yeah. yeah, it is a constant battle. Like you're saying with the boundaries and how you work it out in the restaurant, are you the one that chooses how all the dishes look, how they're created, the recipes? No, for them? no, not no, not no, but predominantly. Yeah. But not everything. So, like, we've had, as I said earlier on, like, pastries and definitely isn't my... Uh, I enjoy I enjoy uh, pastry, but it's not my... Forte. Forte. It's not my strongest aspect. And we've had good pastry chefs come through the kitchen. Um, like, uh, we had a girl called Beth who worked with us for a long time. And now we've got a guy called Dan who's hopefully we're in the process of trying to open a new restaurant he's going to run that he's very good at pastry and he's helping us out while while we try and get this thing off the ground and and like they'll they'll uh they'll bring aspects of certain things or they'll bring dishes that i'll be like you know like dan did something yesterday that was like it was far better than the dessert i could ever make and so that will go on the menu at some point and everyone has little ideas and little things and it's a collaboration. Like, yeah. You're opening a new restaurant? <laughs> well, not not, not yet. <laughs> we're in the process of trying is to. Is it an idea? Is that why you were smiling? While I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but well, over the next couple of weeks, maybe something. Yeah, who That's knows? Exciting. Yeah, That's exciting. who knows? But it's not over the line. So, and we've had lots of different opportunities happen that have all fallen falling through so. yeah so you have to wait until the until there's keys definite yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah cool yeah so in terms of your menu what kind of would you be able to describe a few of the dishes what are my favourite things in the menu at the moment we've got uh, grilled monkfish 
with uh, like a berry sauce vierge, so rooted in traditional in traditional cooking with uh, raw thinly sliced white strawberries over the top and lots of different herbs. And that is that is a good example of what we we're talking about earlier on. It's you know it's, it's modern in, it, in its outlook in terms of. I mean, it's using using beautiful seasonal berries and and uh, in a savoury in a savoury format. But sauce vierge is a very traditional sauce. Um, it's extremely fresh and light, acidic. Um, it uses, I think, the best products or the best producers and and suppliers in the country. So we use Kerno sashimi for the fish and their day boat fish, they send you a list of what they've caught that morning, you receive it in the restaurant the next day. It's, you know, it's not cheap, but it's like, it's the best fish I've ever seen I've in my home. Used them. It's unbelievable. Like it's, it's, it's like a different level to what anything I've ever seen in any restaurant I've ever worked in. Oh. And then the berries come from, the berries and the tomatoes come from a farm called Flourish in uh, just outside Cambridge. And that is picked to your order, so you, they deliver twice a week. Uh, they send you a list of what they're growing. You tell them what they want, they pick it, and they send it to you. I think it's picked one day. You receive it the next day. It's the best fish I've ever seen, matched with the best fruit and vegetables I've ever seen. And that is the fundamentals of what we try and do. It's approachable, yet unique. How do you cook it, monk? Back to what we were talking about earlier on in terms of pickups, everything being three minute pickups. We basically cut a escallops. Would you call it that? Not on the bone. Not on the bone, no, because if we could got on the bone, it would take, yeah. you know, eight, yeah. eight to ten minutes. I'm terrible at all those classic terms, man. I don't even know if that What's is the right term, either. So. <laughs> but like, you, like, you know, we slice, we slice sort of slices of it and then we, we put it onto a raging hot griddle. It could not be any more classic. Yeah. You know, like that's how you, you cook monkfish yeah, at home. But I think it's delicious. And it's, you know, very simple. And just for me, I'm, I'm completely the other side because I'm in front of house. Yeah. How do you decide, okay, this is going to have strawberries on it? Why wouldn't it have another be berry? Well, or it can do. That, that will work with the season. So, like, uh, when the short season of sour cherries, they would have been with it. And then... Uh, and then red currants and white currants have been on it. Um, so it's not like formatted and structured. So the white strawberries are just, they're, they're, they're very acidic. I mean, it's not that. They've know. got texture, aren't they? Yeah, it's not that sort of revolutionary, but fish and lemon, fish and white strawberries, like, you know, still it works. leather it with lemon as well, but yeah, it works, yeah. Someone I think it does, went it? for dinner one time and told me that they had I'm going to describe this in the worst way ever, but okay. some sort of green leaf, yeah. but you turned it so that it was translucent. Okay. Are you talking about Perilla or where you work? No. Yeah. Uh, Perilla. Yeah. And is it some sort of secret? I want to know how you do that. <laughs> That's uh, well, that someone you know went to Perilla when and had dinner and they said. Who was it? Oh, it, was, it wasn't was my Zach, was it? No, no, it was my boyfriend. He was oh, like, okay. I don't know how he did this. I was having. That's just uh, that's just herbs that have been compressed in ice water. That's all that is. It's not. Lots of people do do it with salad. The monkfish and strawberries. You talk about the translucent. The translucent leaves. translucent leaves. I feel like that's a chef thing. You know, yeah. he's just like, I don't know how he did this. It's crazy. That's just so that they got a bit of structure to them, and it also softens the texture of them when you eat them as they are. Um, it's yeah. 
a few people have asked me that but lots of people do it so it's not I, I definitely didn't come up with that idea yeah I feel like as well because the people that I've heard about talk have heard talking about Thriller are pretty much all people in the industry and it's interesting because last conversation I had with Zach and mm. Lee Westcott he was saying how he thinks that Perilla is a very chefy restaurant and he thinks if something's true. known if something's known as a chefy restaurant yeah. that restaurant is banging that restaurant is so good oh that's nice that's nice yeah, uh, yeah I, we do have quite a lot of industry people come through because um, they see it all I feel like they, they see but we all eat each other's restaurants quite a lot though don't we and not, not like hmm. I don't know what what would I consider? Where's a chefy restaurant? I guess Mangal 2 is quite a chefy restaurant. Well, I don't know what that means though. What does it mean? Well, it's somewhere that chefs rate, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, well, that's nice. Where would you? Where else would you rate? Rogues, obviously. <laughs> of it, like, genuinely, very much so. Uh, where else would I rate? Uh, I think Plonk is very, very good. Really? Plonk. Someone was telling me about this the other yeah, day. Yeah. Very, where very is it? Good. Plonk is in... Is Haggerston? Yeah, Haggerston. Um, I think uh, he's very, very talented chef. Who is it? Uh, it's a guy called Seb Myers, who uh, I've, he's like, is some of the most rounded food I've ever eaten. I think it's really special. What does rounded mean? In turn, I just feel like it's complete. He's, he's very clever. Again, quite rooted in classical cooking, but it's—I'd say—it's more modern than my food. It's very—it's very forward-thinking. Do you know when you just eat a plate of food and it's like complete? You don't yeah. feel like it doesn't need anything. It's mm. like it lingers in a really delicious way. It's like, um, yeah. I think uh, where else? Uh, I think. You know what I think is a very chefy restaurant? It's a Lebri. The Lebri is a very chefy restaurant. Isn't it? Everyone like, rates that on, on a. Like, well, I think every chef is like, that's the, the pinnacle of, he's, of cooking in. Uh, I've re- I got. I've never. I think I met him once very really briefly, but. Brett Graham, who owns. He owns the Lebri, right? Mm. He's like. Uh, I don't know, like the man, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's the Don. Yeah, he's. He's the Don. But he's one of those people I don't think many people outside the industry probably know who he is or ever even heard of him. Well, I think that's a choice that he's made, yeah, well, that's isn't it? Right, yeah. That's very much focused on his restaurant oh, it's, and not... It's and definitely not. Not, a, not a negative, yeah. but he's just... No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. someone I feel like you can choose to be online, really present, known. Yeah, like he doesn't have an Instagram account. If you don't have an Instagram account doesn't have now. an Instagram account. Yeah. Yeah, yeah who are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> do you exist? No, but like, I do think... I think in terms of, like uh, that's we talk about rounded food. That's that's the most rounded food I've ever eaten. That's like I mean like it's incredible, and it's and it's that from front of house all the way through to the kitchen. It's like it's an exceptional restaurant. I haven't been since they've done the refurb, but that's one of the most memorable dining experiences I've ever mm. had by some distance. And also, he's a really nice, lovely uh, guy. Like um, yeah. What other restaurants are, are good? That's what we were saying, wasn't it? I think... Uh, what about a cheap eat? Somewhere that... Cheap eat. Cheap, uh, cheap eat for me is is Jeanne Impressions or oh, Dim Sum and Duck in, in uh, King's Cross or uh, where else? Wonky's in Chinatown. Uh, Beijing Dumpling House. 
there's a great saffron kitchen in Walthamstow for really good Indian food. Um, yeah, they're okay. good cheap eats. That's where I predominantly go. Yeah. Those those restaurants. They're my favourite restaurants, really. Mm. Would you say you agree with those? What are your favourite cheap? I don't eats? know any of them other than monkeys. No. Uh, yeah, we have. My favourite restaurant in London is a Thai in Kilburn called uh, Spicy Basil. Spicy Basil? I never remember if it's Spicy, spicy basil, basil or Sweet Basil. But it's in Kilburn. I'm telling you. Really? It's unbelievably cheap and unbelievably good. Really? It's, oh. Mate, it's fucking Yeah, bad. that sounds like... That sounds like... You can't book. You all sit on benches. I've been there. <laughs> it's busy. Always busy. Rammed. Rammed. Yeah. There's like five older tyre blokes behind the screen just... I mean, it's proper. It's yeah. so proper. I've, I've been in there all hours of the day. I sat next to a geezer dressed as a wizard and a bin man. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? It's the most mad clientele you'll ever see. And like, yeah, six road men in one end and then fucking other. And a wizard in the other. And yeah, exactly. It's yeah. mad. But <laughs> Gandalf in the other. In terms of food, it's just, it's never. I've never had a bad, not even meal, like anything. Really? Like Tom Young. Well, like a... But uh, like a traditional English Thai menu, like green Thai curry, red Thai curry. Yeah, but then curry. they've got all. It's it's huge, but honestly, I, I trust it so much now. I just pick anything, and I know it's going to be banging. So yeah, spicy okay. basil. I think it's spicy basil. <laughs> Kilburn High Road. It's a shit name for a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, spicy basil. At least the food's good. Oh, that's unbelievable. There's a wizard there. There is. We'll go. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm a bit protective of it. I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> But I've just said it now. So everyone yeah. already knows. Sounds like so it. It's around. Well, everyone must know because it's always busy. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of it though. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Spicy Trust. basil. Or is, it, or is it. What's the other. What else could it be? Sweet basil or spicy you know basil? Saucy basil. And it's a banger. Sassy basil. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You know, when you talk about your mum and your dad and your brothers and that. Yeah. And like no cut, like no cooking. By the way, my brother is a better cook than me. Actually, when I say jack of all trades, master of everything, he's renowned for being the best chef in the family. Wow, he's unbelievable. Like it's a joke. We so I live with him at the moment. This guy sounds like the golden child. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's a middle child, so he's not definitely not the golden child. <laughs> but he uh, he'll do like he'll cook food from every corner of the world, and he'll do like fifteen different things on the table. I cooked the other day at home. And I like text them being like, does anyone want to eat? Just so you're aware, it's simple chicken and rice, okay? And one thing, that's it. Like, it's not a competition. Mm. If it was, you'd win, Ollie. Like, and they were laughing. So like, how can I be saying that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, um, it's a joke. It's it, like Indian food. Is he older in, Best Indian food, I, yeah, like a year or two. Best Indian food I'll have, like, I've eaten at home ever. Caribbean food, best Caribbean food I've eaten in London. Everything is just like extraordinary. I came home once and he's like hand pulling noodles in the in the two meter long kitchen. It's a joke. Yeah. I tell you, if he invites you, ever invites you around for dinner, you gotta go. Extraordinary. <laughs> Does he live? In I, I'm not as even well? saying that because he's yeah. We live together. Oh no. He's renowned as the best chef in the in the family. What piss state that is. That it? is a liberty. Yeah. Have your family come in? And I guess he didn't do formal training. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's just bullshit. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you as well, yeah. in terms of your Instagram, like, do you run that? My personal one? No, not your personal one. Perillas. Perillas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Matt 
Yeah. Okay. And have you found that it once you gained a lot of traction on that, did you get a lot more people coming? <coughs> oh, I don't know. It's been quite a slow, slow thing. I'm not even logged into it anymore, to be honest with you. So I don't see what, what, what what's going on with it. We've been quite bad at it. We, we don't post very often. Go through little phases of doing it. Um, uh, would I say that it's had a di difference of reservations? No, I don't think so. But difficult to gauge to gauge that, isn't it? Yeah, really difficult. When did you open Perilla? About eight years ago now. Oh, okay. November, yeah. Long okay. time ago. That is a long time, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't realise it was that Eight years in November, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And how did you find it starting it up? Uh, not very, not very good. Not very, <laughs> not very, not very fun. <laughs> no, it was, wasn't the best restaurant opening ever. Like, if we do this next one, big plans for it not to be as shit as Perilla was. Perilla was difficult. It was bad. Why? What went wrong? Uh, what went wrong? The kitchen wasn't big enough. We were. I was 24. Matt was 25. That's too young to open a restaurant, probably. Wow. Well, it is too young to open a restaurant, definitely. Uh, how did you find each other? How did you decide to open a restaurant together? So we went to school together. He was in the year above me. We weren't uh, particularly close. He went to study science at university, and, and then uh, I think uh, was uh, chem I think chemistry. And I think the sort of main the main uh, job opportunities after you study chemistry is is, is pharmaceutical companies, mm. and he didn't want to. He didn't want to work for a pharmaceutical company, um, and decided that he was interested in restaurants. That be a path that he wanted to go down. He's a very like intelligent, clever guy, um, and uh, so I don't know why the fuck he decided to, to open a fucking restaurant. But he, that's what he wanted to do. So we did. It. He messaged me. He knew that I was a chef, and he was like, "Do you fancy doing a few pop-ups, a few events?" We did them together, they went reasonably well. And we actually, the site that we're in now, we, we were, were going to do a pop-up there. And the, the lady who, uh, Sam, who, who had it, uh, was like, I don't want to do a pop-up, but I want to sell the lease if you're interested in, in, in buying it off me. And we were like, fuck it, let's, let's try and get some, some money together. Mm. And that, that's it, yeah. Wow. That's a Eight years later. So you kind of felt like you were, well, not that you were pushed into it, but you suddenly got this offer. Yeah, I think when you're like you're that age, nothing's that intimidating, isn't it? Really? Yeah. No, no, it's much more intimidating now. But um, at that age, you're like, yeah, fuck it. Like when you're a kid, you just don't feel bad falling over, hurting yourself. Yeah. Same as that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah. Anyway, so we found the money and we did it. And how many chefs did you start with? Uh, I started with there was four of us. Um, I mean, that, looking back at that team now, like they were there, they were three incredible chefs. One of them is Adam Woods, who is now he's done a few things since Perilla, but he's now the head chef of Noble Rotten Mayfair. I think he's probably the, the best chef I've ever worked with in a kitchen. The guy's like unbelievable. He's insanely talented. All the Noble Rot chefs came in to eat the other day. I must have met him. Really? Yeah, yeah. They all handsome so Welshman. Yeah, I, th I think, yeah. yeah, there was six of them, and I definitely met that one. They were all the head chefs, I was, I was very intimidated. But I heard that they liked the food, sounds good. That's good. <laughs> so that was one of them. Who were the other two? The other two was a guy who was uh, called uh, Jack Galliano. 
he was he's an incredible was, that was probably the best team I've ever had which was funny because it was the shittest time at Perula that's ever been um, but uh, he's he worked at the square worked at Claridge's we worked there together and he now has his own catering company called Galliano Dining um, and then another guy called Tom Waters who uh, who's trying to set up his own restaurant I think now called Gorse in, in Wales but it just, yeah I mean as I said before it just wasn't a very nice environment back then um, but yeah they were they're three very very good chefs nice yeah nice. wish they were all back there back there now <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening yeah. if you're listening yeah. there's a job there's a opportunity yeah. help yeah. come back please I keep been trying to say this about the fucking like how your mum and dad don't know how to cook and that I've yeah. tried to ask not managed to get them there what, I was, <laughs> what made, made me think was like my I mean, growing up, my dad did all the cooking, <coughs> mainly because my mum was at work, but also my mum is not a very, my mum, she's not very good at cooking, basically. Like you said it a bit quieter, just so. Well, I was nearly going to say something a bit horrible, but no. she's not that bad, but she's not very good. But um, I was just made me think about my parents, like my mum is a dancer, and my dad ran a youth club, and it's like nothing, like neither to do with cooking whatsoever, but in actual fact like my dad has nurtured and sort of had untold kids under his wing over the years and years he's retired now and I think from him I probably learnt about having a team and just but that like is something you're very good at and respect There's and all lots that of people sort of stuff that, you've got a lot of like people that are very grateful to you Zach yeah yeah well yeah I mean I, I mean that must come like my dad is I mean he ran a youth club for like kids in Pimlico like, not an easy not an easy place to grow up by any means and then my mum's dancing side I suppose it, like you said it, it, it makes you a great it's dancer. creative yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're a fucking great dancer don't say that man I can't <laughs> dance for toffee man but, um, but yeah just a creative side like you were saying about your sister in fashion and that mm. it's interesting isn't it it's yeah like, they might I'm, I'm, you know when you first look at it you think how did I ever become a chef but then when you really think about it yeah I mean my mum's very creative so yeah that's what I wanted to say that's it thanks mum thanks dad <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> right then Zach sent me these questions about 10 minutes before we yeah, got I realised on so, the way here so I there's going to be very slow responses that's alright yeah. so what's your name my name's Ben Marks you've got Marks. a middle name yeah do you want to share it? Date of birth. <laughs> no, Edward Gareth. Edward Gareth. Yeah, no, I'm very Gareth. proud of those two middle names. <laughs> two very important, two very important people. What's so funny about Edward and Gareth? Gareth. Edward maybe not, but Gareth, man. Gareth. <laughs> That's a living. <laughs> Date of birth. Date of birth. 29th for the 11th, 91. You were born in Stoke Newton. Yeah. Where do you live now? In uh, Haringey. Haringey. Yeah. You work at Perilla, and your nationality is British. British first job I had two jobs on the weekends one was uh, a restaurant called Darcy's in St Albans and then another one was at a place called uh, well working for a chef called Andrew Knight who's who was who was uh, who's like a good friend of mine now and also one of the most influential cooks in my career I think even just on the weekends working with him like was that in London he's a very passionate chef who's very very good that was in St Albans and then in London for a little bit as well. He moved somewhere and I went went with him and yeah. 
on the weekends while I was at school. That was my first jobs. And then someone I worked with with him sent me to Sweden. He got got me a job in in Stockholm. So you were scouted? No, he was. I was like, what what am I going to do when I leave school? Where am I going to go work? And he was like, I had a year before I was starting that college course. And he was like, move abroad because you'll grow up really quickly. It'll be really good for you. And he's like, I know this guy in Stockholm. Was it traditional Swedish food? Or was no, it, it, was, it was a it was an English chef, oh, wow. a one star restaurant. That was he'd worked at Michel Bra and and uh, he'd worked at the Connor under uh, I don't know some very good French chef. So it's traditional French cooked by an English guy in Stockholm. Wow, yeah. and it's called it's in the deep end. Yeah, Uprushena. Uprushena. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite part of London? Stokey, man. Yeah, gotta say that. Yeah. Football team or not? Arsenal. You know that. Fucking loves Arsenal. <laughs> Greatest play you've ever seen play football live? Oh, well, I've seen. Whoa! He also loves. Don't say Bukayo Saka. He's not the greatest player. Ever. No, he's not. No, he's not. He will be one day. Though. He will be one day. I've seen. I've seen. Well, I've support Arsenal, so I've seen lots of great players play. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the best? Did you see Burkham? Thierry Henry. Yeah, I saw Dennis Burkham. I Henry. think Burkham's talent. Well, I watched Thierry Henry. Bang it in against Tottenham and, and run down the line, the slide, knee slide in front of the Tottenham fans. So, like, fair. I mean, it's hard how to you say. Ever, how are you ever going to beat that? It's true. <laughs> you know, who, you know what though, like, because that that was when I was young. Yeah. That first, Stella's looking. Boring. Sorry, sorry, Stella. <laughs> uh, briefs or boxers? So, a briefs, uh, the baggy ones. No, briefs or pants. Pants. Oh, boxers. What boxers? What, loose or tight? Loose. Loose boxes. Yeah, new, new for me that. Yeah, I, I, I did, but then I try to wear them at work. What loose box? What's yeah. the difference between briefs and boxes? Briefs are wire fronts. You can tell Stella didn't write these questions. Pants, box. It's a strange <laughs> choice that is for. Uh, yeah. yeah. See your coffee. <laughs> coffee. Smoke or no smoke. No smoke Funny now. No that. smoke now, baby. Sitting there sucking a the, vape. Just the yeah. nice grape flavoured vape. Yeah. Or and any flavour. Next week, none of it. Yeah. <laughs> By next week, you decided. Well, is it, it's been a week since I've stopped smoking. I'm f- very fucking proud of it, so I'll tell you, you Cats or dogs or neither? Dogs. Got a dog? No, but my, my girlfriend's got a dog. Actually, it? A beautiful dog. Across staff and something else. She's, she's lovely. What's her name? Nina. <laughs> the dog or your missus? Steph is my missus, okay. Nina is the dog. Don't mix that up. Yeah. Childhood hero if you have one. Thierry. When you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. What's your favourite country you've ever visited, like Oliver? Greece. Yeah. Do you know what? It's probably mine. It's paradise. It's got oh, everything in it. I really want to go in paradise. And pure paradise is paradise within Europe. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Did you go to the islands? Yeah. I love everything about it. I've been it. to a few of them now. I yeah. think it's incredible. Food, people, As, weather, yeah. beaches, wine. But it's it's just simple, it's isn't cheap. it? It's cheap. It's banging. Yeah. yeah Where Greece. have you been? I've been to Left Cardiff, isn't there? No, no. I've been to a few of them. Kefalonia. I've been to Kefalonia. I've been to Crete. Crete's I've been to banger. Corfu. I love Crete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah a few of them. What's your favourite item of clothing? Um... I bought a jacket, a YMC jacket in the sample sales. It's a jacket I can never afford, but I got it for cheap. And that, it's a black 
sheepskin leather YMCA jacket. And they made our uniforms as well, so so like a bit of affection for them. Someone as a, asked as me the other day about your uniforms. I didn't yeah. have a clue. So that's YMCA. Yeah. YMCA, yeah. But basically, it's not the cheapest clothing company, but I think their stuff is really really nice. I just do and I your stuff. Do you, do they get changed at work, or do you let them take it on oh, uniform? Yeah, they've all got their uniform, and they, yeah, they've all got their uniform. They wash it. And it's there, isn't it? So you've got must. It's well, not like cheap, we- but Rash used to. I'd like to see Rash on a night out, and he'd be wearing his full pearly uniform. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No way. he looked better in it than anyone else did. <laughs> yeah, he does wear clothes well. That pretty. He does. <laughs> he handsome bastard. Uh, favorite condiment. <laughs> favorite condiment. Uh, chili sauce, any chili sauce. Any chili sauce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what that? You know that? What's the Chinese chili sauce with like the crispy shit in it? Yeah. Laogan Mao. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's a banger. Yeah. We use that loads of. Ones. In food. Sometimes. Yeah. Nice. Mainly for star food. Yeah. I've yeah, got a big, big pot of it. We've done like Laogan Mao mayo with nice. tomatoes. It's oh, delicious. And watermelon stuff. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, yeah. yeah we use it quite a bit too. Actually. Favorite film or series? What do you watch telly? Yeah, I watch. Yeah, yeah. I watch telly. No, like telly, telly or series and oh. films. I watch series and yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. I like films more than I like series. I think. But what's my favorite series? Favorite ever is probably Breaking Bad. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. it's so good. Isn't it? Yeah, really good. I started watching it again the other day. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Just to the radio. Talksport. Talksport. It's true, true dross though. Yeah. It's terrible. But in the kitchen sometimes. Um, you know what what I had for the ashes through the whole of the summer mm. the cricket mm. do you like cricket? yeah I, I know what the ashes are yeah, cricket's one of those things for me I can't you look confused as I, as I say <laughs> the ashes I get obsessed with but then I literally don't watch any other cricket oh, I love it mm. I love it but that was the best rate. That, like that I, I was so upset when it left because it's five days of the week where it's just Common, yeah, and it's almost. It's, I almost prefer listening to it than I do watching it. So that's the best radio. Not are they quite station. descriptive? Do you feel like you? They're quite funny them? and they're quite. And mm. it's just. And it was also just a really good series. Um, yeah. So and it's just all day long. Yeah. So like, keeps you ticking over mm. all day. It's great. Do you like podcasts? Uh, you Arsenal yes. podcasts. Okay. Yeah. That's funny, isn't it? Or it's the only podcast I listen to. You love, love. You know, but I, li- I listen to podcasts when I'm going to bed, and I was listening to one about uh, about journalists in in who went to Syria during the war. That shit's not good for getting to sleep, too. No, no. it's not. No, so that's that's. That? I tried one other one; it didn't work for me. So back to and the you football. Back one. to the yeah. sport. <laughs> yeah, back to Arsenal. Especially last season when we were doing well. Yeah. I'd listen to anything. I think I could. Chelsea lost last night, man. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 3-1. Shit. Do you have a favourite wine? How's your wine knowledge? The red one. Yeah. Yeah, the red one. Is it like that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same, man. It's bad. Yeah. I need to really fix that. Well, not yeah. fix it, but... Yeah, I feel like I've learnt a lot recently. I I always used to love red wine, and then I tried loads of white wines, and they're all so different. Mm. They have so, you can get so many different, I don't know, notes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. White wine's lovely. Yeah. They're all nice. Favourite beer? Favourite beer... Yeah, Guinness or there's a, a lager up the road that I've only seen it in one pub opposite opposite Perilla. It's called a Lambra. Yeah, it's banging. Yeah, really nice. Well, that was the next question is what's your favourite pub? 
go through phases with pubs. We'll probably drink here more than anywhere else. Where are we? We should probably say where Arm, we are. The Army and Navy, yeah, just down the road from Perilla. Um, and uh, here, the faltering fullback in Finzu Park. That's a screamer. Yeah, good pub. I found that a few years ago. Um, and I went there. A few weeks ago, because I was going to see Jamie T at Frinsbury Park, so yeah. I went there. It's fucking banging, especially when you go outside and oh, you go all upstairs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good pub, though. It's a good pub. Where I else? recently went to the Plimsoll, the one with the four legs. That was yeah. great. Great food. Do you eat there? Oh, I haven't eaten there yet. Want to? Where yeah, is really it? good food. Frinsbury Park. Frinsbury Park, yeah. Enough. If you had to go to a restaurant right now, where would you go? I would go to. In the world, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know the I don't know the name of the best restaurant I've eaten in the world. I ate a, in a in a in a Spanish restaurant um, that was on what do you call it when it's valley. on Valley, and I had rabbit stew, rabbit and garlic stew and oh. chips. Where was it? I don't know. I'll find out for you. I'll let you know. Somewhere in it was Spain. When I was a kid, but I remember sat there. I was somewhere like, in Spain. Yeah, somewhere in Spain, in a valley. And it was like one thing on the menu, and it was rabbit shoe, rabbit and garlic shoe, like fat cloves of garlic, braised down in, with loads of rabbit, all of the offal. Obviously, push that to one side, and then and uh, chips. And that chips. That sounds banging. Oh mate, <laughs> like, oh, in like unbelievable. A clay pot. Yeah, something wow. like that. All, all of the, the the garlic and the sauce all running into the chips. Loads of olive oil over the top of it. You know, in Spain they put olive oil on chips. Yeah. Yeah crazy motherfuckers man uh, yeah unbelievable what would Isn't be your death row meal death row meal would be uh, what start main course dessert yeah I reckon would be booyah base as a starter would be steak chips and salad bernays peppercorn sauce aioli Three all sauces. Yeah, all oh. the all the fucking sauces. Yeah. <laughs> and then for dessert would be lemon tart. Strong. Sounds What's great. yours? What's yours? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Ah, Maybe gazpacho now, actually. Gazpacho. Is that yeah. bad? Oh, that's all right. But Maybe on like a summer's day. But I'm not thinking about death row. Don't I'm know. Not judging. Yeah, you, don't judge Sorry. me. <laughs> yeah, you're not dying, mate. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe kippers. Gaspacho. Kippers? Oh, yeah. I like a kipper. I haven't had a kipper in Something ages. Something really fishy. That's what I had this morning. Hopefully you can't smell it. Um, <laughs> you have kippers on toast? <laughs> yeah. What a spare place you on your day off. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking you, Did your boyfriend cook it? No, we went to um, La Fromagerie. I don't know so if you know you it. You know that, know. One of my friends works there, so oh, a bit okay. of a discount. You know. um, I don't know what my main would be. Are you veggie or pesky or anything? No, nothing like that. Oh, maybe it would be really good steak yeah steak is the one isn't it? yeah it, it's basically steak salad all the sauces I go t-bone steak so I go mm. french fries salad all the sauces yeah can't beat that yeah I agree what, what are yours reset mine's mine's uh, main course is anything from spicy basil <laughs> yeah <laughs> just there <laughs> other than that lamb for me lamb rack of lamb mint sauce yeah, M- mash, <laughs> mash and rekalam. Yeah. I think I just mash rekalam and mint sauce, oh, mint sauce, and like Lovely. good good gravy. Nearly said Judah, <laughs> but lamb's my favourite meat. I think I do love a steak, but I just think lamb's the one, man. So versatile, the mm. flavour, the fat, lamb fat's the best fat. I think 
Reckon. Of all the animals, yeah. Is that where you get the coal fat? What's the coal fat that people... Do you know what I'm about? Yeah, the, the, the things you wrap things in. Yeah, can that be from any animal? Yeah. Thank you for that question there. You um, can, yeah. It's wrapped around all the organs. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's both go away. Right? We can learn this yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> I think every time you order it, it's, it's from a pig, isn't it? I've yeah, got it's no always from a pig. I don't know. But I'm, yeah. I actually think it might be from a sheep. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm sure Google it now, quick. I was just Crepinet. Crepinet surely is from... Let's find out. YouTube. I was just thinking for my death row meal, I might. Sorry, I'm just playing. My dessert. I you saying it because I keep tapping. <laughs> my dessert is chocolate fondant, man. Hot chocolate fondant. Oh, vanilla yeah. ice cream. I do sticky top of pudding. Mm. Oh, I'm not complaining so about good. either of those. Where does, let's find out where board. does Crepinet come from. I love a charcuterie board for us. Do you? Yeah. All the cheeses. All the stinky cheeses. Yeah. Mm. I can't, well, La Fromagerie. Yeah. Must have been fun. I can't, you know what, I can't eat stinky cheese, man. No way, can you eat blue cheese? No. <gasps> really? No, I can't. Cool fat. That's blasphemous. What cool fat, fat, also known as fat. It comes from uh, lots of animals, apparently. Okay. It's made from conflicting information on this one. So maybe it means just no specific animal. Doesn't sound the most Cows, sheep, does it? and pig. So we're all right and we're all wrong. That's all right then. One to watch. You spoke about a few la like the lads you had at the beginning of Perilla and that, but who's yeah, like I don't a think chef you could that you, you've had that no, I mean, you think is going to go on to do big things? Can in the kitchen under someone else maybe? Like a rising star. Okay. Maybe they maybe they're gained a little bit of traction. Hey. Yeah, Rashid. No, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> say that. Get me a beer, please, guy. How are you? How are you? Oh. You I like it? this. I got this in a different colour. Yeah. Unicolor special. Hello, how you Hello, doing? Hello, nice to meet you. I'm Lovely Stella. Lovely to meet you. Can you get one in, please? Am I interrupted? Sorry. Yeah, you are. Okay, Don't worry. Cruise camper. It's <laughs> the same. Can I have a Heineken? Heineken. Oh, yeah. I know much money. That make you thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'll do well. Actually, I will. Can I have a Corona or something like that? Corona. Yeah, thanks. What's I'm going to take that. Such a handsome fucker, isn't he? And a Heineken. Thank you. That's four days a week. <laughs> so yeah, one to watch. Can't say him. One to watch. Someone said him last time. Yeah, I know. We've got a chef called Neo who works at Perilla at the moment, who's been there for about six months. With no, he's got no uh, kitchen experience in any way, shape, or form. Um, and he fresh has meat. he's fresh, fresh meat. He's got this incredible eye for detail. He's extremely passionate. Uh, he's incredibly hardworking. He's lovely to be around. Um, he's invested, interested, uh, extremely talented. Um, That's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah. So someone like that. So him. So him. How yeah. long has he been at Perilla for? Six months or something. Uh, maybe even less than that. But like, like he's made the kitchen a better kitchen. He's uh, he has like the best energy. We talk about culture. He's invested in good culture, but it, but then just fundamentally on or like uh, specifically on him as a chef, he's he's like if he started cooking when I started cooking, he'd be way better than me. So thank God he didn't. But like if he he's twenty, I think he's twenty five, twenty four, and like someone with that sort of dedication 
and unique talent and and uh, and I think a, a eye for detail is a really important thing mm. to be a good chef like it's quite a difficult thing to teach somebody how to you know how to know when something's nice and not nice you can tell them specifics but like sometimes it's like can you see that that's not yeah, good yeah yeah well like, some people yes. do just get it and some yeah. people don't and he's and got, some people he's take got a long that. time and to he's, get it. yeah and he picks things up very quickly say him Neo I think that's partially also just being respectful of the food you're making and feel like you want to invested in it yeah, yeah. invested in it yeah. because yeah you can be a bit I don't know you might say lazy mm. you know that's oh, alright oh that's, it's that's actually a good too. question I should have put in who's the most not famous but who's the person you, who's come to Perilla you've been more I don't know like most chuffed that they came uh, not the most famous person that's been to, to Perilla no just chuffed. someone who you're like oh my god I can't believe this person is in my restaurant like you were in the kitchen you're thinking oh my god they're there they could eat my food Okay, you know that—that's a good one. Oh, that would be a chef, wouldn't it? Really, predominantly, because mm. well, that is, I for don't me, it would be. About, I'm not. I'm not when I'm cooking for someone, I think when it's a chef, it's it's. I guess Pierre Kaufman. Mm. And that's that's fair. Yeah, but in terms of, not so much like, oh my god, I'm 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 cooking for this person. Just more like, wow, it's amazing, oh my god, yeah. fucking. Uh, Mick Jagger I think what the, weir- the, the weirdest one is Rupert Murdoch you came to Barilla yeah. no way yeah. did he leave you a tip yeah, I think he left a £10 tip <laughs> yeah. that's, one. that's the weirdest one was yeah. like why the fuck is Rupert Murdoch sat in the restaurant and should we even let him let him in <laughs> do you know what I mean and apparently that night I think he was going to like an art exhibition in Hackney or something and someone threw an egg at him and, uh, or something at him and it hit him was in the face and it was in all in the newspapers <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't me I'm not was that it brave. as he came out of I don't like Rupert Murdoch but not enough to egg him to, to threaten my life you know what I mean it's true you wouldn't want to fuck with him no exactly <laughs> right. well thank you so much pleasure it was great to meet you you too I want to thank Ben for spending his much-needed time off with us, and indeed Zach, for that matter. I had no idea what an ordeal it is to open a restaurant, especially at such a young age. I see it mentioned all the time, from Instagrammers to people in the industry that I work with, and I'm so pleased to have met the man behind all of this restaurant hype. <laughs>